This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our special guest. He is going to be joining us at this year's convention in Cincinnati in just a few weeks. And he's joining us to give a little preview into his two sessions that he's going to be joining us for in September. But before we get started on that, um, I want to introduce him and make sure you all know a little bit about his history and background. As a realtor, Jared James built one of the largest and fastest growing teams in the country. He was inducted into the International Hall of Fame for the world's largest real estate company. He wrote a best-selling book and was voted number one realtor in the U.S. under the age of 30 by the over 2 million readers of Realtor Magazine. Today, he is the founder and CEO of his own company, Jared James Enterprises. His gift and obsession for finding the why of just about everything we do has made him one of the most in-demand speakers in North America, particularly amongst our industry, our business group, small business owners and entrepreneurs. Welcome onto the show, Jared. Thanks so much for joining me and thanks for joining us in convention in just a few weeks. Of course, I can't wait. I got a lot of friends there. We got a lot of students there. I've got a lot of friends there. So I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be a nice little, that's a busy time of the year. So it'll obviously be work, but it'll be a nice break too, because I know a lot of people there. So looking forward to it. Yes, we are too. So I want to get started a little bit about by hearing a little bit about you, how you got started in real estate before, you know, all the accolades that I mentioned earlier. Just tell us about your career path and how you got started. Was this always something that you knew you wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it and share your background with us? My story is real. I was always an entrepreneur. Real estate for me was something, it was a way for me to flex my entrepreneurial muscles. So when I got into real estate, first off, my mother was an agent. I was her unpaid assistant for many years. So that's what kind of gave me the taste of real estate. And when I became an adult, I was kind of like, you know, I think I want to, I think I want to go give that a shot. But I, the origins of that came from the fact that I was following around my mom and carrying a briefcase everywhere. Just to me, that was like, you made it. When I got into real estate, it was really just a chance for me to kind of flex those entrepreneurial muscles. And I think it's one of the places where a lot of people in the industry are missing it. You know, they escape the nine to five to go after something that does the same for them, allows them to flex those entrepreneurial muscles. And many times they find themselves in a place where all they've done is built another nine to five for themselves. And they don't look at all the other areas of the business outside of just making commissions. There's so many other ways. I looked at it different and I used you know, my success in real estate to build other parts of that business. And I do the same thing to this day. We have one of the largest coaching and training companies you know, it's really the world. I always say North America, but that's because the rest of the world doesn't really do coaching. So it's, it sounds good to say the world, but 
kind of a lie as well because the rest of the world doesn't really do it. But most people know me for that. But the truth is, is that I used that. We build that. That's a huge thing that we do, no doubt about it. But at the same time, we've got a, a transaction coordination company. We've got a marketing company. We've got a tech company. We've got a, what I try to teach people is that, you know, you want to be able to take your business, your real estate business and use it to either grow it as large as you want it or use it to fund and profit the other things that you want to do as well. But don't limit yourself in this industry. Look at it from the perspective of an entrepreneur because there's so many opportunities. And I think that that's really important too, that we, you know, brand ourselves as realtors, as entrepreneurs, you know, because who doesn't want to connect with that part of what the American dream is? You know, we're all for supporting this, what this country is built on and and the entrepreneurial spirit is so important. And it's something that we as realtors should be celebrating. So I love that that's kind of your message. And you see us in that light too, is like, hey, let's make this business whatever we want it to be and whatever we want that to look like. And I think that that's probably one of the few industries and jobs out there that really allows you to make the most of it. I mean, there's so many different options, as you mentioned, for what we can do that it's really just up to us for as far as we want to take it and what we want that to look like. And that's that's a really cool part of our industry. I think that's that's great. It's one of the best ones for it. We touch everything. When it, when you think about it, we touch everything in that in that home buying and that home selling process, like every part of people's lives. We used to teach a thing, and I'm, I'll get back to teaching this as well. The average real estate transaction has 25 to 40 referrals on every single transaction. And we don't think like that, because if you ask an audience, how many are there, they'll go four, five, seven, or they'll know they're getting set up and they'll be like 11. But it's because we only think about the ones that are right in front of us. We only think about the people sitting at the table. We only think about, you know, the mortgage, the, you know, if you're an attorney state, you've got that, you know, you've got insurance, you've got, you don't realize how many different parts of people's lives they're changing and touching during that moving and that buying and selling process that, that are available to us. We have we have so much opportunity and we're such a crucial part of people's lives and a lot of us aren't taking advantage of it. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. And I think this is kind of one of the things that you're going to be speaking on when you join us at convention for the CE on Monday and Tuesday is how we can really differentiate ourselves in this marketplace, how we can dominate, especially at the local level. And you know, you mentioned just the relationship building that happens with realtors and, and 24 people, you know, you work with on a transaction. I mean, that is how you build communities. And that's what our realtors, you know, are in their own neighborhoods and, and working on every single day. Talk to us a little bit, maybe just about where the market stands today, what challenges and what opportunities realtors are facing in today's state of things. There's amazing opportunity. And I know people like me are supposed to say that, but you know, you have to understand that opportunities are opportunities because everybody doesn't recognize them. When everybody recognizes them, that's not what an opportunity is. That's not even the definition of an opportunity. My son got into stocks recently and he's all into stocks and he's, you know, every day he's sending me tips and he's sending me this and that and whatever. And one of the ones he sent me the other day, it had gone from $4 to $21. And he's like, dad, you got to check this out. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, son, I, I think we need to talk about what an opportunity is. The opportunity was two days ago. It's not now. Once everyone understands the opportunity, well, that's not an opportunity anymore. That was a past opportunity. And when you look at it now, there are so many opportunities. I mean, a, a study came out recently and said that 80% of people, the millions and millions record number of people who bought and sold during COVID, years during COVID, 80% of them felt like they compromised. That means that during a time when a record number of people were purchasing homes, the, the highest number we've ever seen in our lifetime, 80% of them felt like they compromised. Like they don't love where they're at. They don't love what they purchased. They don't love, you know, they had to compromise. They went into it thinking, let me get a four bedroom colonial with an acre of land. 
after getting turned down seven times, they're making over-asking offers on double-wide trailers sight unseen because they just needed to win something. There's a lot of opportunity that's going to hit the market when those people start saying, hey, I don't have to stay here. I can vacation rental this. I can Airbnb this house a third of the time and make more than what my mortgage is. I don't have to stay here. The average person has 59% equity. I don't need to stay here. And I know I know a lot of people are looking at it and they're going, well, if they're sitting there at 4% rates and now there's six and a half, seven percent rates, they're not going to do that. In some cases, you're correct. And in other cases, they're going to go into an adjustable rate, a five-year, seven-year arm and do something like that. And they're not going to stay in a place that they felt like they compromised. And so that's why you just keep seeing demand, 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 demand. It's because of the opportunities that are there and people keep getting off the fence, even in a situation with higher rates. And those opportunities are going to continue to be there, but they're only opportunities for people who recognize that they are opportunities. If you wait until the people two years ago that said, don't buy right now, there's no way prices are going to keep going up. There's no way. And now people wish to God they bought two years ago. If you wait and you wait for opportunities, they're not opportunities anymore. Okay. And when you really look at it, and this, this is something that not enough people are focusing on. When you look at the amount of equity people have right now to invest, not only because of the, the amount of money they have in their house, but also the amount of money that was just given out by the government the last few years with PPP loans and ERC and all these other kinds of things, people have money to spend and they can either put it in the stock market. If you put a couple hundred grand in the stock market, in order to see a return on that, you have to put all 200,000 in the stock market to see a return. Or you can invest in the real estate market. When you invest in the real estate market, you got to put 20%. So you can have the same asset, a $200,000 asset, but only put 20% down rather than, and now you can go buy five times that with that same amount of money. And so a lot of people aren't focused on that. And yet that's what's happening right now. That's what's still to come right now. There's still amazing opportunities in our market and there's amazing opportunities to invest and everything else. For the right ones, they're going to see it. And for a lot of people, they're going to leave our industry. And by the way, that's not the worst thing. Everybody and their mother got into real estate because they watched some reality show, you know, where everybody sells four houses a year and is a millionaire. It's not reality. So some people need to leave our industry. But for those that stick with it, for those that actually have a plan, for those that work with their coach and they stay accountable to that plan, yes, less people are going to succeed. But most of the best places on earth, there's not as many people. In another place where there's not as many people, the finish line. Everyone's at the start, not everybody's at the finish because it's not as easy. Everybody's motivated when they're not tired. And so we have a lot of opportunity right now for those that are going to have a plan and stick to it and understand those opportunities. And for the rest who are just winging it, they're probably not going to be around. And that's not the worst thing in the world for us or for the consumer. Yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, we, we hear so much about, well, the market is this way or, well, interest rates are high and inventory is low, but it's not even about, you know, the circumstances that exist in the market and where things stand with that, but it's about how you approach the situation. And then that's kind of what I hear you saying is if you are letting, you know, high interest rates and low inventory be a hinder to you, then it might not be as successful as a time for you. But if you see that as an opportunity, as you were mentioning, that it can really take your business off and you can see a great kind of return on things, which I think is a really great way to think about it in a different perspective, you know, just from the things that I kind of hear about. Other than kind of uh, the low inventory and the competition and kind of some of the things that we're seeing like that, Anything else out there that you think is impacting force in the industry and where it stands today? Or what are you seeing kind of from your clients and the work that you do and things that are coming up and, and things that we're having to work through in our industry right now? I work with not only, you know, obviously people in your area, but we work with people all over the world. 
be honest, what we're seeing is we're seeing less transactions, but we're starting to see, you know, those prices stabilize and rebound. And even, even with the rates, like it's still happening. And the other thing I'm seeing right now, which was what I was mentioning before, is that you have a lot of people getting into the investment side. I don't think we're paying enough attention to what this whole vacation rental thing is. It's um, when you look at it, it's like we, we've always said forever that, you know, OK, you go and you buy a property and you can appraise it as like a single family and it's a price per square foot. Or you can appraise it as like a multifamily and it has income coming in. Well, what do you do with a single family home where every other house in that neighborhood is a single family home? But all of a sudden that place, that place in particular, is getting 5x return over what a multifamily would get. And they're only renting it half the time. Like, what do you do with that? When you start to look at that and you start to realize like what's happening and the opportunities that are available to people. I mean, one of my buddies runs a place that literally analyzes everything on these vacation rentals so that you can just go look something up in any area of the country and you can see what the expected rate is going to be, like what, what you're going to get on it as far as how full it's going to be, how much rent you're going to get on it, what it's going to cost you, how much fix up it's going to get, whatever. You're seeing a lot of people starting to get involved in that because you do have a lot of people with equity right now. And that's not talked about a lot. It's not sexy. It's not going to make the news because that's not going to clickbait anybody. But you do have a lot of people like that. And we've got heavy home ownership. And, and although there's a lot of places that are trying to kind of buy out every town and, and get rid of people actually owning places and turn us into a renter nation, there's an equal force that's at work right now, which is that people themselves are using their equity and using other things and getting involved in this market. And that's a good thing. And like I said, it's not talked about, but transactions are going down. But as far as the actual market itself, I see it kind of stabilizing and I see prices stabilizing as well because demand isn't going anywhere. That's economics 101, supply and demand. And just about everybody listening to me, I think they'd still agree that it's still frustrating right now when you're making offers on properties and there's multiple offers and you're, you're like, I thought we were going to get over this. It's just supply and demand though, right? We need more supply. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. That's really interesting and something that, you know, I don't think we've ever talked about on this show before is the vacation, you know, rental side of this industry and what that's going to look like and how that's going to impact things. And I love that you brought that up. I think that's a really interesting point that that's something that we need to keep an eye on and start thinking about, you know, when we think about our business and how it can evolve and how you can help your clients. You know, maybe your clients are saying, I'm not ready to sell, but maybe I can get into this investing with the home equity and stuff like that that's going on. Not only themselves, by the way, they're not just buying others, but you have people doing it themselves, too. It's like this is the part that consumers are changing almost every industry. When I go and do, get a rental car to place, a lot of times I don't even use national or enterprise. I, I go jump on Turo. And I get a better car for cheaper and I don't have an inventory issue anymore. And, you know, there's all these kind of things. And so it's important for us. I always say all the time, you marry the principle, you date the model, right? Principles are tried and true, but model strategies constantly change. And it's important for us when it comes to dealing with people, dealing with clients, that face-to-face, -face, that's never going to change. But how we get there does change. And what consumers are doing is constantly changing. And, and this is something that a lot of agents need to pay attention to, not only for their own business, but also for their own investment strategy. What's out there? What's available? What's Because we've got first access to just about everything that goes on. The punchline on that is basically, you know, you've got to understand that, that business, our industry, everything, it's conveyor belt. It doesn't stand still. And so when we stay still, we're not just staying still, we're going backwards because the rest of the industry is moving forward. So we've got to keep up on what's actually happening. Otherwise, we're not doing what we need to do to stay in front of where our consumers are, which is the reason why we're valuable to them.
This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-license course locations. I know one of the things you mentioned too is is the saying that the agent that owns the listings owns the market. And I think that's a really great phrase and saying. Talk to us just a little bit about that lack of inventory as we, as we were discussing and just how we can overcome that and how we can really, you know, put ourselves as the premier person when it comes to getting these listings that are so difficult to to come about compared to maybe some other times recently. Tell us a little bit about that and maybe share some of your tips and best tricks to gain those gain those listings that we all want so bad. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a huge topic. So one of the keynotes I'm doing with you guys is going to be specifically on that. And what I love about that is that that's very specific. One of the things that I think separates me so much is that I'm not just a come in and, you know, dream big and then dream bigger guy. I've run a very successful real estate business. I run multiple businesses now. We deal with thousands of students all over the world. And at the end of the day, you've got agents who sit back and wait and see what's going to come to them. And then you've got agents that are proactive and they determine what's going to happen. We have a saying that we tell our students that, you know, look, it's our job to give people the opportunity to know us, K-N-O-W, so they have a chance to know us, N-O, meaning our job every day is to be trying to get no's. And you only do that through increased visibility. And at the end of the day, you know who thinks there's low inventory? People without the listings. Those who don't have the listings think there's low inventory. And they can think that now. And then, by the way, when we have an overage amount of inventory, there will be people who think there's not enough listings because they don't have them. But the ones who have them don't feel like that. Like They're like, this is great. This is The story becomes, okay, how do I get in front of those people? How do I create visibility? Visibility always trumps ability, right? Well, the great news is, and I'll probably say this when I'm with you guys, is that when I'm teaching specific strategy on what to do, you'll see people's faces and they're kind of like, why am I not doing that? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I not doing that? But here's the good news. Just when they start thinking that and they're thinking, God, what's wrong with me? Like, I came here to feel good and I feel like a piece of crap right now. Like, I, you know, why am I not doing any of this? When you start scanning the room, you realize no one is. We all want to be different, but we all just kind of act the same. And we're an industry that tries to keep everybody the same. Every time somebody does anything different, they get reported for a a violation. And it's like, that's not a violation, that's marketing. But, But that's our industry. We try to keep everybody. It's like a group of mice trying to climb out of a cage. Everybody keeps everybody in. It's like, no, 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 you get back in here. This is where we belong. And so what I try to do is I try to teach people how to get out of the cage, so to say. What's different? We can all do the normal things. You know, one one of the biggest problems with our industry is that we've really, we've really become a multi-level marketing scheme. Talk to your friends and family. Talk to your friends and family. And that's great. We want to talk to our friends and family. We all want to do that. But that's one line in the water. If you do that, you're just like everybody else. That's step one. Everyone should do that. That's what keeps you. That's great. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about how do you become more visible. And we're going to talk specific strategy on how do you actually take those buyers and leverage them to create sellers. Because one of the things that should happen is every seller you have, every buyer you have, should turn into multiple other transactions, multiple other opportunities. And yet what most people are focused on is they're focused on the immediate. 
How do I get this to close? Because they're desperate to pay their bills or whatever it is. And it's so short-sighted that they don't think strategy beyond that. Like I've got the gold right now. Like the number I just went through that last period of real estate where everybody wanted sellers, nobody wanted buyers. And I'm like, my God, is that the wrong attitude? Because the number one thing that gets sellers is buyers. If I want to, if I want to catch fish, I need worms. If I want shark, I need chum. If I want, you know, mice, I need cheese. You don't give up the food in order for the end, unless you're after one meal. That means you don't believe in hunting. And so when you understand the hunter's mindset that you, you eat what you kill in your business, you understand how important bait and food is. And the number one thing sellers want is buyers. So now how do we take those buyers that we have and how do we leverage them into more sellers? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show people, I'm going to go all the way old school to new school. So I'm going to make everybody feel good and we're going to go old school. I'm going to talk about the type of letters you can send. I can talk about the type of calls you can make. I'm going to talk about the verbiage that you use. I'm going to talk about all of that. And then we're going to talk about how you can leverage them within social, what you put out to make it happen. We're going to talk about what you say on video, how you promote that video. How do you become more visible? How, how do you become undeniable in your area? How do you give people the chance to know you, K-N-O-W, so they have a chance to know you, N-O? And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about at that session, specifically on how to get listings. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be really cool to, as you mentioned, you know, go into the specifics of it. And um, I believe you're going to share kind of just some certain ways and tactics and and things that you can do, you know, as you mentioned, whether it be letters and mailing or whether it be social media and your videos that you're putting out, having those tangible takeaways that you can walk out of that session with and, and implement it in your business after you get home from convention. That's going to be uh, really That's cool. It, yeah. yeah, really, really cool to hear. But then you're also going to be doing a second session, which is really great too. Uh, this is going to be more kind of around the local marketplace and how we can focus on that. Why is it so important that realtors are focused in their local marketplaces? And how can we share a little bit about what you're going to be talking about uh, for that session? The other session, I think we're talking about, you know, becoming undisruptible and really dominating that marketplace. The local marketplace is what matters to you. And there's good and bad news about that. You know, sometimes I share about how you build brand and how you become visible and all that kind of stuff. A lot of times people will look at me and they'll say, well, you have a social following. Will you have a, as if I didn't start at zero like everybody else? And I'll say, no, 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 no. Let me turn this back around on you. My market is the world. Do you know how much more difficult that is? Your market is right here, this tiny little area, you know, whatever. But here's the good news. Just like we said before, it takes so little. When you look at the lifetime value of a client, which is one of the things I'm going to talk about with everybody, is how you generate lifetime value of that client, not just a one-time spin-off and then keep searching for more. How do you create lifetime value? What does that look like? We all know that we should be following up long-term. We just don't know what to do. So in absence of that, you know, we send them recipes for banana bread. Could we be any more off-brand? Not to mention in today's world, let me just pick up my phone. Siri, give me the greatest recipe for banana bread on planet Earth. I'm going to go straight from there, and then I'm going to go click unsubscribe on your email, okay? Because it's you talk to most agents, and I like to ask them, hey, would you respond to your marketing? And some, most of them would reply and say, what marketing? Because they're not doing any marketing. But even those that are doing marketing, would you re reply to your marketing? Most of the answer is no, I wouldn't. It's just kind of I'm checking the box. So we're going to get very specific on what that looks like. What does a brand look like in your area? What does lifetime value look like? What does the follow-up look like in order to create lifetime value, to create business over and over and over again, not only from them, but from their sphere? How do we get over this nonsense of calling people past clients, which is one of the most ridiculous things we've ever created in this industry, past clients? There's only two types of clients, active clients and prospective clients. That's it. People who are actively buying or selling from you, 
people who are actively prospecting on your behalf for someone who's going to based on your ability to stay in communication with them or past clients. I mean, I mean, I mean, or, or prospective clients. It's active or prospective. That's it. We're going to really go into what that means and what that looks like and how do we get over that because we're going to have a lot of laughs about it and we can all, it's funny, but then when you start to look at it, you're like, my God, that's exactly what I do. I close and people become free agents. I run into people at the supermarket who I was best friends with for three months while they were buying. I haven't seen them in three years and now it's awkward. It's that kind of a thing. We're going to, again, get into the nitty gritty of what that looks like and what can you do the moment you leave that will automatically give you an edge over everybody in your marketplace just by doing some simple things and, and understanding that, look, apps are cool. Technology's cool. We're using technology right now. Okay. Awesome. But not in absence of what's always worked. You know, relationships will always matter. But again, how we leverage them, how we create them, how we maintain them, all of that has changed. You know, we're not paging people anymore. If you still got a fax number on your business card, I know everything about you I need to know, and so does the consumer. We need to get with the year that we actually live in. When I'm done with this, I'm going to put in my order on Instacart and have my groceries delivered to me. It's just a different world, and we need to know how to walk that balance between making sure that we're relevant, but also doing what's always mattered. And when you do that, when you put that combination together, it's really not that difficult to dominate in your area, especially when you get your content game down. And that's where a lot of agents are missing it too, is they just, when it comes to content, they just avoid that camera. You know, they have no problem talking to someone, giving them content, answering questions, doing whatever. But all of a sudden you turn that red light on and it's like, oh my God, I can't do this. Even though it's the greatest thing they could ever do from the perspective of, you know, scaling who you are when you're not even in front of them anymore. And so we're going to talk a lot about that. We'll have some laughs, but ultimately, I think it's going to be really helpful for everybody. Yeah, no, I know that content is such a huge thing, even is something that I struggle with in my, you know, I'm a content creator and manager and, and, you know, there's never enough. You can never get enough. At least for me, I always want to try to be evolving in that way and really making sure I'm putting out the right content. So I love that you're going to be incorporating that you're going to be talking about. And um, sounds like you got a really great two sessions planned for us. And I'm really excited to have you uh, here in Ohio and uh, get to hear a little bit more. It's going to be a lot of really great stuff. So I know I'm looking forward to it. And I know you mentioned too, you know, you have a lot of friends here and you're looking forward to seeing some of us, but what else are you looking forward to at convention? And what do you want attendees to know before joining us at one of your sessions? I always said like seeing friends and seeing that kind of stuff too. But for me, side of like, I classify as like friends that I know that I'll go grab a drink with or something like that. We got a lot of students there too. So I just love kind of seeing people face to face. This is great. We're doing the Zoom thing. We're doing whatever. And I think one of the overcorrections we did during COVID was we started thinking that just because you can do something virtual means that's what it's going to be from now on. And I think one of the great lessons we learned is who knew, but people matter and being around people matter having that energy and having that, you know, it's one of the number one reasons people go to a conference. You know, we, we have a conference we put on every year called the Jared James Advance. We do it every October, right? I would love to think that the number one reason people come is because of me or whatever, but let's be honest. I'm sure some want whatever, but the truth is it's the networking and it's the people that you get to be around and the energy and getting outside of the running of your business every single day and getting to just kind of let loose, talk to other people, learn things, just do things a little bit differently, think a little differently, be able to act a little bit differently. Whereas you're not like constantly just showing houses, whatever you get to just go have a drink with someone, talk to someone, see people you haven't seen. And I think that we learned that that interaction is powerful. I think we learned that, you know, there's a difference between going to a concert and watching it on YouTube. 
for me, that's always great is I think I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I think this is the first time that I'll be back through Ohio post COVID. So I'm going to see a lot of people in person that are students of ours, that are followers that message me on Instagram, that whatever. And I enjoy those interactions. Those interactions are, you know, 15x, 20x, what you can do just by messaging back and forth, just by saying hello, looking somebody in the eye, and also just being around the same kind of energy. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I know we are too. And we're super excited to be welcoming you back to Ohio. September 11th through 13th is our convention this year in Cincinnati. You will get to hear from Jared. Make sure to circle his sessions on your agenda as you're putting that together and looking at the schedule. And you all can register now by visiting ohiorealtors.org slash convention. You can see the full schedule. You can see all of Jared's sessions and when he's scheduled to be on. We are looking forward to it, to being back in person. And I know there is just something so great about all coming back together and again. And I think this is why we're kind of seeing this sold out concerts and sold out, you know, sporting events. Everyone is so starved for that human interaction. So it's going to be really great to be back in person and to be all together again. So Jared, we will see you in just a couple of weeks. We're super excited. We're looking forward to it. But thanks for joining me today. And thanks for sharing a little bit more about your sessions. Thanks, Allison. Can't wait. I'm going to have them. For those that have followed for a while, we got a lot of new stuff, new content that'll be released. We'll do that at the convention. So can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back with you next week. Make sure to check out that convention schedule. You won't want to miss a thing. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.